0: connecting life and faith this is connections our guest today is an original artist also an award-winning organist and she was a dancer with national team usa and a contestant for miss idaho usa kristen Hagen was living the dream
1: but in 1994 at the age of 19 that dream was stolen from her by the violent force of a high-powered airbike. Unbelievably, in 1997, Megan was injured again when a redesigned airbag deployed, causing her severe injury and debilitation.
0: Today, we'll hear an amazing story of recovery.
1: You were a dancer with uh, Team USA and a contestant for
0: Miss Idaho USA. Uh, But things quickly changed in 1994 when you were just 19. Can you tell us what happened?
1: Yeah, at the young age of 19, I was involved in a first-generation airbag accident, where uh, it significantly injured me and caused serious harm, changed my life in an instant um, at the moment that that happened. So what Mm exactly? Were you in a car accident that led to this then? I was, I was, I was hit by an uninsured motorist who came down a hill without brakes, and she used me as her stopping point. And as a result of that, when she uh, connected to my car, the airbag in my car deployed, and it immediately caused debilitating injuries um, all over, uh, most significantly to uh, you know, the, 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 the frontal force of that.
0: So you mentioned first-generation airbag. They weren't maybe quite as developed as they are now, I guess, then, and, and caused more harm than good in your case. Is that what you're saying?
1: Correct, yeah. And um, I'm, I'm an interesting case in that regard. I'm a survivor, but I've also just recently been cured. Three years later when I was still working to overcome the first generation because the first generation airbags were the most serious of the airbags, ironically a second car came along and I was hit by a redesigned airbag called the second generation airbag. And I happened to know how to protect myself from the first one, so I put my arm out in front of me. I today have some cause and awareness ribbons to help explain that message and get that message out, but I put my arm in front of me and protected my chest probably saved my life but at the same time i then carried that injury with me for over 20 years and so it's only been just the last six years that i was able to reverse and cure wow. and remove all of the injuries and so i'm a big advocate proponent we'll probably talk about that of the airbags and then how do we protect ourselves and what is the safety of those? what do we need to do where do we start to even just give consumers the choice so they don't have to go through what i just went through
0: what was that like experiencing that when you're at the highest point of your life? How did you deal with that?
1: Yeah, you know, ironically, what's great about my story, I'm putting it into a screenplay, so I'm looking for producers, but what's great about my story is it was traumatic, obviously, in an instant, but I'm the type of person that was trained early on to keep going. So I knew by my training and I knew by my education I was prepared enough to know that I'm really injured, but I was also prepared enough to know to keep going. So what I did was I retooled my education into creating, ended up showing out today to be 2 nonprofit organizations. And as a result of that, six, you know, 25 years later, I have moved into all of that research into a successful move to California. And the result of that is I found the right cure. It, I had to change the way I was doing things. But I was able to find the right location, the right doctor, the right group, and reverse all of those injuries. So the good news is, is I'm back. So I'm 100% back to me today, but not without 25 years of having to explore
0: that. Wow, what a long journey. I want to talk a little bit about how you did that in a bit. But first I want to know, you mentioned how to protect yourself from airbags in an accident. (laughs) Everything happens so fast. How is it possible that you can think that quickly, and what do we need to know and do?
1: Yeah, good question. So the best thing you can do if, you're, if you have that split-second ability to react to it and to know that, oh, this might be coming out, for the meantime, the best thing to do is to, the American Sign Language has a, the love sign, you know, when you cross your arms in front of you. So if you have that split-second ability to turn away from that blunt or direct force trauma that's coming at you, I would put that, either your shoulder up in front of you, like I did on the, you know, where you can lean just a little bit away from it, or throw your arm up just a little bit in front of it. You can keep one hand on the wheel and hold the other one up. But so whatever you can do to take that, because airbags can kill and they do kill and mm-hmm. they are killing. So we also need to be watching that little bit where we're diverting if we can that blunt force trauma that's coming.
0: How fast or with how much force do airbags deploy?
1: You know, they they are getting worse, obviously, because of the the chemical compound. I don't know what you're familiar with, but. They're made. The original generation airbags were made of ammonium nitrate, which is some of the chemicals that were in the World Trade Center. So, as time is the, they ticking time bombs. As the the, uh, you know the some more, they get more and more strength to them. So it's really likened to like an atomic bomb coming at you. So ultimately, how forceful. The The idea and the intent was to slow them down from the first generation to the second generation, but we still have them coming out of quite a great length and strength today. So I'm the first original survivor to make it to the cure. So that's why the cause and the awareness is so important. But as a result of that, one of the things I advocate for and working on is called an on-off consumer safety switch. Mm. So we're working to allow consumers, we're starting to see them being manufactured into vehicles, but allow consumers, every time they get in the car, because you never know who's in the car. Is it your grandma today? Are you injured today? Are you healthy today? Do you have a child? You know, you just never know who's in the front seat. It's a rotating seat. so Or who buys your car and all those things. Who's borrowing your car? So the best thing we advocate for is giving consumers the ability and the right to turn on or off their airbag. It's simply just a small switch that's installed at manufacturing or aftermarket, and it gives the consumer the power and the ability to make that choice every day, every time they get in the car.
0: How did it all eventually happen? How did you recover?
1: (laughs) Yes, that was a lot of research and education. Um, I've got quite an array of education um, and experience, of course, but um, everything from it's called clinical informatics, so I have a nursing background. I'm a licensed certified medical scribe specialist, so all of this education that we're talking about today goes inside the license and the benefits to other patients through what's called a certified medical scribe specialist. And that's a person who works directly with the doctor. But for me and my story, what happened was I walked along the journey one day at a time through the education and through the experience. Stayed very, very positive, stay very close to the Lord, and of course it's great fun. And I continued to walk that journey. I used a backpack. It seemed like every day I just went to school for, you know, that long research. And I was pretty passionate about the research. One day, you know, the debilitation was getting worse. No one seemed to know what I was saying. Anywhere I turned, anywhere I went, so we said a prayer. My husband and I said a prayer. We were upstairs in a a different state, and things just quickly changed really fast. And about six years ago, we ended up over here in California, which is where I always wanted to be. So it was my original past, which is very cool. It was the first sign I had. And we came over here, and immediately I knew where to go. And It was a different kind of care called integrative medicine. And so I chose a facility, a doctor, and myself as a client in a wellness-based system to get well. And it the the event, series of events just unfolded one thing at a time. And like they say, uh, it just one thing after another. Uh, undid those injuries. Ended up being a for me a roller coaster ride that kind of put my injuries to the again to the test, or or, or at least gave me a clue what was wrong. Um, because I just knew something was wrong, but I couldn't quite pinpoint it, and I think a lot of Americans have that, too. What's wrong? But I'm not sure. Kristen, you said before that your body was kind of like concrete. You went from being athletic and active to barely able to move. How did you finally get to a spot where you consider yourself fully healed? It was called integrative medicine. So that's a combination of a highly scientific healthcare system that's wellness-driven and wellness-based, and it offers a complete care. So what that means is I was able to find an osteopath who got me started on the path to do an innumerable amounts of chiropractic care, you know, so a lot of adjustments, um, massage, opened up the tissues again. We did vitamins, um, vitamin infusions, like IV infusions. We did a, a highly, you know, blood, sick and high blood test that would show me exactly where my nutrients were off. So what I did was I healed the body from the inside out. And by doing so, I not only was healing it internally from the inside out, which I kept that healthy as my myself, but I also gave me strength and stamina to get through all of those, you know, adjustments that I would take to eventually get my whole body moving again. And and I'll be honest, you know, they were when they came in, it was I think for them to a surprise. It wasn't so obvious until I, I hit a lower coaster ride and I go, not very far, and it so rider. And at that point, I knew something was wrong, but I also needed to answer my prayer. And that's when we got started as a team and reversed things one at a time. But it wasn't like it was an overnight. It was just like, well, what are we even dealing with? Because we had to trace it all the way back in root cause. And one of the things about integrative medicine is it's all about root cause analysis. Finding what is that pinpoint, whether it's chronic or acute, and then identifying that, filling that to make you whole again, and reversing everything until you're really back to yourself. And that's what my testimony is all about. Yeah.
0: Where was your, your faith in all of this, and, and how did your faith help you get through this?
1: Yeah, great question. My faith is in Jesus, and of course, my. I have learned a lot through this journey. My name by itself is known to be follower of Christ. That is its true meaning. And I just stay connected. Um, I have a great relationship because I was such an artist, and that is my true self. Um it's almost like from the inside out, again, it was that prompting of, you need to give care, you need to get this done, you need to do this, we need to get you back to you. I just followed along, I used scripture, Philippians um, 413, you know, is the most common one. I just pretty much followed in my faith. I remember picking up some pictures of Jesus, and I could just visualize and see his sandals and things like that, and following him through. And ultimately, I just leaned on that. Um, where I wasn't doing that, I was learning about myself and how I fit in the greater context of his story. Um, I mentioned those scribes to you, and so different little inklings would come up that, hey, I'm a licensed scribe, but I'm also a scribe. And when I would research that in the Bible, going back to that, I would start to learn the connection and the alignment of even the scribe and just his greater story of wellness. And as long as I, and I learned this early in life, As long as I keep everything aligned above or keep my eyes above the waves and the noise of things here, I can get to that point, get to that level where it's like a blue ocean, where it just allows me to stay well, stay healthy, stay positive, stay lighthearted. And so no one would, they would know I was researching, they would know I was working on it, but by my character, like you hear me today on the phone, I'm sure, in this interview, you you wouldn't probably know that anything, because I I'm blessed that way to keep that lighthearted spirit, or I've worked very hard to keep that lighthearted spirit. So I'm able to move through things, or I try to to get right back with my focus, my dedication, you know what I mean, that tenacity to say, where's Christian that we all remember that, that athlete, the real Christian? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we basically have found that there was two me. There was the original me, which I've just found again, and then there was the one that got hurt in an instant, who became the terrible nonprofit me, who did develop huh. these things because I was so injured. But thank God I've I'm now back to the talent, the pat you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I am just using those and It's really kinda of fun gonna really be fun to show in the screenplay. But I'm starting to put all the trainings back in place, which is great.
0: Kristen, you've written a book to not only share your story but help others too. It's called A Line Above, My Passionate Dance at Life. Tell us a bit about the book.
1: Yeah, so the book covers all of this that we're talking about today in greater detail. It goes into a lot of different topics. It gives consumers a perspective and insight of where they can get started on their wellness plan and whatever they're dealing with, whether they're injured or ill or just want to improve their health. The book is really focused for the consumer to say, oh, I get it. I had no idea half this information she's talking about even exists. Where can I learn more? It gives the consumer a wellness plan of ways to get started and how to just start today. Um, We do have many books coming out in the series, so each one will talk about different things. But for today's book, it will be the complete story that the screenplay will be based upon.
0: Why did you decide to write the book?
1: It was one of those things where nobody completely (laughs) understood what I was talking about. And I have such a charmed and blessed life from the athlete and the artist that I am. I brought it from the perspective of my persona as the original artist. I do We right up front and say I'm also an original survivor. But I think more important to that, we all want to thrive. We all want to know how to find a way to do that. And so the book was a good inspiration for me or a good motivation to take a lot of this knowledge and questions, your information and put it in a succinct place so somebody could have that complete story. What do your breeders will take away from, the, from your book? Wellness, a sense of hope, um, a sense of relief. I think many people are looking for different ways of feeling better and maybe they're going to the same places, they're trying the same thing, they don't know what else to do. I think it gives them a variety of different ways to look at life, not only from a wellness perspective, but from a freedom and relief perspective as in, who do I want to be? Who is my identity? Maybe I've been years since I've been back to who I want to be. Maybe I want to make a change today. Maybe I'm not quite ready, but I will tomorrow. I think it just gives the readers a sense of a perspective that's so diverse that may, allows them the freedom to think and then start to think about what is it in my life, just for me, the individual, that I might want to put in, you know, not only for myself and maybe for others, but at least I know a roadmap or a road place to get started.
0: Somebody's listening today, maybe struggling in their own recovery journey, whatever it might be, and what it might look like, and they feel like giving up. What do you say to those people?
1: Don't you know keep going always always trust in your heart uh lean on your faith um when all else fails just trust and listen to your heart and keep going because one day from another will separate itself but it is the total sum of the journey that makes the difference and you won't see it the same day but you will see it over time and some days are great and some days are harder but you still keep going and that will lead you right to where you need to be
0: for people who want to learn more about you or your book how do they go about doing that
1: go to their website, kristenhagen.com, and there's a lot of information on there. You can learn everything about how to get involved as through the nonprofits, how to assist, how to become well, grab some information on the books, or just leisurely stroll around, because like we said, there's a lot of moving parts. We're trying to make it pretty exciting where people have a lot of diversity um, and information through the websites. So I think the website is the best place to get the information. They can also call and learn more information at
0: 210-568-7044. Well, big thanks to Kristen for joining us today and sharing her life story with us. We'll talk to you again on Connections.